When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Last Minute Thoughts. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Scofo coming at you on game day. That's right. It is Sunday morning. Let's get to it. Steelers have a big AFC North matchup today, 1 p.m. when God intended NFL football to be played. They're traveling to Cleveland to, fr- to face the Browns at the Cleveland Browns Stadium. Yeah, I think that's the name of it. Uh, the mistake by the lake, whatever you want to say, however you want to call it. Steelers, you know, they take the bus to Cleveland. Um, my thing is, and maybe that's so they can get out of that horrid city faster. I don't know. I've never been to Cleveland. I just like to say things about it just because I can. But uh, this is the first time that the Steelers are having a road matchup in the AFC North this year. So, well, this season, of course, the, you know, the 2023 season. So let's get to this matchup. It will be aired on CBS, and a lot of the nation's going to get to see it. It is the featured 1 p.m. game, so therefore most places will see it unless they have a different game that they are featuring instead. So and all the other possible games are Tennessee-Jacksonville, Las Vegas-Miami, and Arizona-Houston. Those are the other games. If you want to know for sure if you are catching this game or not on television, just make sure. I'm pretty sure it's uh, 7.30 a.m. 
We will have the article at steelcurtainnetwork.com. You can check out the, the, the picture, the map, and see exactly what you will be getting. Hopefully, it is the Steelers game. Oh, yeah. So it's an interesting one because the spread on this one's changed a good bit. It started off, you know, three and a half points in favor of Cleveland. Then the quarterback situation changed. And then they went with, not even a quarterback that some thought they would go with. And it got this close to Pittsburgh. You know, we're still given a point. Believe it or not, right now, right now, where what I can find is that the Steelers are being given two and a half points, two and a half points on the road in Cleveland. We'll see how this goes. I mean, there's question marks for the Browns at quarterback. There's question marks for the Steelers at inside linebacker and at safety. We'll get to those here shortly. Also want to say the over-under for this game. Got to love this one. 33. 33. That's right. Over-under 33. This is crazy. Um, But this is why we tune in to watch and see exactly what happens. So another thing you got to ask yourself about for, for these kind of things is the weather. What does the weather look like? How is it shaping up? Well, it's supposed to be a pretty nice day in Cleveland. Sunshine, high of 50 degrees. <coughs> Excuse me. 49 degrees at kickoff. Uh, if, if you're looking at the hourly, the only thing that I would say the, that's of note other than, you know, sunshine, you know, between between 45 and 50 degrees is, you know, 10 or 12 mile per, mile, mile per hour winds. That would be the only thing weather-wise that I would really see that could contribute to things at this game. So, um it should be a good day for football, and uh, hopefully we get some uh, some good play by the Steelers. So, you know, I'm, what I'm going to do this time, I'm going to – it's kind of early in the show, but I'm going to go ahead and and uh, and take the break here, and we come back, we'll look at the, at the game statuses, the roster moves, and just some other thoughts about this game. So stick around. We'll be right back. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, Steelers fans, here we go. We are rolling on with the last-minute thoughts. Ah, the injuries, the injuries, the injuries. All right, so let's get let, let's go ahead and we'll tackle the Steelers first. The Steelers ruled three players out for the game, although now technically they only have two, which we'll get to that in a second. And that is safety Minka Fitzpatrick of the hamstring, safety Keanu Neal with his ribs, and Defensive tackle Montrevis Adams with his ankle. This is Minka's third game that he's going to miss, full game that he'll miss. Montrevis Adams, I'm pretty sure this is his second. But for both those guys, when they got hurt in their respective games, it was very early in the game. So they so they, they missed almost those entire games. But the Steelers also had questionable Pat Frermuth that he was on IR, but he was had his 21-day practice window opened up. He's designated to where he could potentially return but hadn't been designated to return yet. Now, on Saturday, exactly as many Steelers fans expected, Frermuth was activated. 
He is now back on the Seals 53-man roster. They had two spots on the roster for him. So there goes one to Pat Fairmouth. What was, was surprising is that the Steelers did not remove his questionable status. I thought, you know, sometimes they go out of the way to do that. There was no announcement about that. But my goodness, if you're going to bring him back after being, you know, then, then I think the question was answered. Now, you'll find out when I talk about the Browns, they had a very similar situation to this. Okay, Now, but the other four moves that were done by 4 o'clock by the Steelers on Saturday was they filled what would have been their 53rd spot on the roster because they needed to bring up three players from the practice squad, and you, only, and you could only elevate two. So one was signed to the 53-man roster. That was linebacker. I don't know if it's Michael or McCall. I... I he messed it up. It's a different. I, I'm going to think that it's Michael, but just a different spelling of Michael. But it's okay. Walker, linebacker, uh, was fourth round draft pick by the Falcons in I believe 2020. He started 12 games, had over 100 tackles for the Falcons last year. They were going in a different direction at the position, and he bounced around. I think he was even with the the Raiders practice squad earlier this year. He's been with the Steelers since I think he signed on the practice squad the day after the Jacksonville game. So that's how long he's been with the Steelers. You knew they had to do something linebacker. They only had two on the roster. All they had was Landon Roberts and Mark Robinson. So you knew they were going to bring up probably two. That's correct because they also elevated uh, Tariq Campbell, who was elevated last week as well. Didn't play on defense, just played special teams. So that was one practice squad elevation. The other practice squad elevation was the same. It was another person that was the same elevation as last week. Safety Trenton Thompson who could potentially even start the game at safety uh, with both Fitzpatrick and Neal out. It's it's either going to be him, Miles Kilbrew, or, or Elijah Riley were, are the options at safety. So we'll we'll see what that hap- what happens there exactly when game time comes. You think that's a little bit scary, but but we'll talk about that. Now, so the Steelers, you know, 53 players on the roster, two elevated, but now there's only 52 on the roster because they also place Keanu Neal on IR with his rib injury. So that means he will miss a minimum of four games. I know if some Steeler fans are going to be like, if only he didn't return the interception out of the end zone where he got hurt. Well, the, you can get hurt on, on any given football play, but you know, what it could have should. So that's the Steelers. They'll have six names on their injury report um, later this morning at a, you know, a little bit after 1130. That's when they have to turn it in, but the Steelers are, are usually a little bit later with reporting it, sometimes 10, 15 minutes later. And you won't see Keanu Neal on that because he went on IR. Now, let, let's turn to the Browns. Let's turn to the Browns. They had two players ruled out with wide receiver Marquise Godwin. I'm oh, sorry, Goodwin. Sorry, there's two O's in that one. Marquise Goodwin with a concussion and safety one. Thorhill with a calf were ruled out. Tackle Dewan Jones with a knee was was questionable. It'll be interesting to see if he can go. Only only practiced in limited capacity on Friday, being a rookie. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but the other player was guard Michael Dunn with a calf was questionable. But then the Browns announced their roster moves on Saturday, and it was to one of and it was to activate guard M- Michael Dunn from injured reserve. Now, they didn't say that they dropped his questionable status either, much like with the Steelers. So each player, or sorry, a player for each team came back who was 
who was listed as questionable was came back from IR and activated onto the team's 53-man roster on Saturday. So those are the moves that both of those teams made. All right, let's talk about the game here for just a moment. There's some there's some key things going on here. Um, it's it's kind of it's the Browns figuring out what they're going to have at quarterback versus the Steelers figuring out what they have at linebacker and safety. That's really going to be the key matchup. And boy, if Minka Fitzpatrick was in this game, I would really would have felt better about it because he could just kind of take care of things in the back end and everyone else could be available otherwise, although that's not the way they've been playing him as, as much this year. That might be the philosophy now with everything going on at linebacker whenever Fitzpatrick is able to return. So the other thing is, is I'm like, you know, Minka was the guy that laid the hit on Nick Chubb that, that knocked him out for the season. Maybe him not playing in this game might be better for the Steelers in the long run uh, if the Browns kind of had it out for him. Um, not that I don't think Minka could protect himself. I'm just saying that's if you want to try to find a silver lining of no Minka Fitzpatrick, maybe you have one there. But to me, the, the two linebackers that the Steelers have on the 53-man roster before Saturday, so before they called him uh, Michael Walker, Macau Walker, however you would say it, it was Mark Robinson, Alandon Roberts. Those are your run specialist guys. Well, if you've got a rookie quarterback in DTR, I'm not even going to get his name correct, so I'm just going with DTR for the Browns, who looked very, very – I'm really surprised they went with him the way he looked against the Ravens. Now, yeah, that's his only start. He didn't – they didn't have 100 yards passing. They didn't have 100 yards rushing. They scored three points. They got they got mollywhopped. Um, that's just what happened. It was 28 to three, but also they thought Deshaun Watson was going to play in that game until he, until like a couple hours before it kicked off. And that's when DTR found out he was the starter. Maybe he'll be a little bit better. I'm hoping not because I'm a Steelers fan, um, with some prep and everything there. But my goodness, if you're going to, if, if you're going to be down to your linebackers that are only good against the run or good against the pass. This is the game that you want the ones that are good against the run. Because I said it when the Steelers played Cleveland back in week two. If they were smart, they would run and run and run and run and run. And wouldn't even think about passing the ball. Wouldn't even consider passing the ball unless they had to. What did the Browns do? Exactly what I said. The opposite of what I said I thought they should do if they were smart. They come out passing on the very first play. And it's a pick six with Alex Highsmith returning so I would not be shocked if there are very few passing attempts in this game because the Steelers have to stop the run. The, if Cleveland thinks they're just going to throw the ball in a, in, re, in a regular setting and they're going to drop back and do that a bunch, that's what I – if I'm the Steelers, that's what I'm trying to make them do. How do you make them do that? By getting a lead, things of that nature. So, you know, put, putting them in third and longs, so that's the goal. I think that's the key to the Steelers is to keep the Browns out of third and manageable, keep them out of third and manageable and play with the lead. Make, make the Browns quarterback have to win the game, not their running backs. Make the Browns quarterback 
not their running backs, have to win the game. Now, when it comes to the Steelers' offense versus the Browns' defense, Browns still have the number one defense in the NFL based on yardage. They have not been quite the same the last few games, but they were also down some of their guys in the secondary that are now back, mainly their cornerbacks. Bottom line is, when it comes to the Steelers' offense, is if the Browns are going to load the box and not let the Steelers' running game get going like it did last week where they rushed for over 200 yards, then you have to make them pay through the air. If they're going to do that, you've got to take your shots to George Pickens. You've got to be able to hit Deontay Johnson. And you know what? Actually use Pat Ferrermuth. If he's going to come back and he's going to play, he played in four games before he was hurt, and he has eight catches and only one game where he had double-digit receiving yards. I mean, his his other – other than against the Raiders, his his – receiving yards was seven, two, and three. Now he has two touchdowns, um, one of which was in the Raiders game when he had 40-some yards. Please make this Pat Freremuth his biggest game of the season. I know he's just coming back from injury, but between Freremuth, Johnson, and, and Pickens, and think about it. You have not had this combination together since the first half of week one. And not even the same – because George Pickens kind of came into his own while Deontay Johnson was out. So now if you have all three of these together, the Steelers, do I want them to, to, to not have to pass the ball much and just run, 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 run? Absolutely, I do. But I think for them to have more opportunities running the ball, they are going to have to take advantage of you know more one-on-one situations, even against those good cornerbacks that, that the Browns have that they've got to be able to take care, take advantage of those situations to, to pass the ball enough to make the Browns not be able to just sit on the run. That's what I think they need to do to win the game. So that's what you get on both sides of the ball. I still think the Steelers um, hold the advantage in the special teams because Chris Boswell is Chris Boswell. Just please, please, Steelers, do not do what happened two years ago in Cleveland where you lose Boswell on a fake field goal where he was knocked out of the game. <laughs> I still say back in that game, I don't know if the Steelers win that if he's in the game because they would have kicked field goals rather than gone for it on fourth down when they scored touchdowns. So anyway, there you go. There's the last-minute thoughts. Make sure you are checking out everything that we have going at steelcurtnetwork.com. We've got all kinds of stuff for you there today. I already mentioned the distribution map. We'll have staff picks. We'll get Brian Anthony Davis' bold, bold and bizarre predictions, which are always fun. Uh, you'll get X factors from, from myself and Jeff Hartman. You'll get you know, keys to victory. I'll, I'll be out with the, with, with the inactives just as soon as they're uh, announced. So that's probably around 1145 AM. And then we have, it is a lot of fun in the live chat. If you were with us last year at our previous place for the website, and you're like, I'm not going anywhere close to that. I don't blame you. But it's a whole different environment with a lot with the with the with the game day threads at steelcurtnetwork.com. It's 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 pretty fun. I enjoy it. Of course, when as soon as the game's over, as uh, as quickly as possible after Mike Tomlin's press conference is done, we will have a press conference recap coming for you. And of course, we will be live on YouTube. Myself, Jeff Hartman, Brian Anthony Davis. That we will be there for you with the post game show. If you want to come on there live to to be happy, sad, whatever it is, I just hope it's a little bit better than last week when I I I see the Steelers fans sad with some losses and angry 
But that that was the most I've seen that during a win from last week. So uh, hopefully the Steelers can come out, play quality football, continue this streak of of starting better. Um, I'm not looking for fourth quarter Kenny because I hope he's not needed. I hope it's not that the Steelers need a fourth quarter comeback. Uh, but if that's the way it plays out, then then bring it on. The biggest thing is if the Steelers can go into Cleveland get another AFC North win. That would be great to win your first three AFC North matchups of the season. Um, and that would really go a, a long way uh, for for their overall season standing. So whoo, I'm excited. I'll be on my couch. I'll have my oversized terrible towel as I wear my oversized jersey because that's what it takes to fit me. And be ready to cheer on these Steelers. Let's see if we can push to seven and three. And as I always say to close these out, go Steelers.